Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How have you been? I know it's been long since I saw you guys, all of us together, by the grace of God. The Lord has preserved us. The Lord has kept us one way or another. And we appreciate Him. And we have started the last week of the month of May. Have you seen the hand of God? I have seen it in a tremendous way. And I give God all the glory and honor in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I welcome you for our last week time of session. And we will take it our session from today till Thursday night. It will be our last day for this month by the grace of God. And we believe we shall be all of you shall be tremendously blessed, decorated of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. All of us we shall manage to get our fortunes, experience the power of God in a big way in the name of Jesus Christ. I've really missed you, but I believe that all week you've been blessed by Henry, by Dickens, and my wife by the grace of God. And I believe there shall be a turnaround for all of us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why don't we just pray in the name of Jesus Christ? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. We appreciate you for a time like this. Minister to us, speak to us, enable us, O God of heaven. Let us hear from you in Jesus' mighty name. We are prayed. Amen. This week, by the grace of God, on our night sessions, apart from our morning prayer, we'll be tackling on how to overcome fear. And fear is one thing that the enemy uses to bring people down, you know. We believe the word of God. Most of us have faith, but sometimes that, that fear of the unknown. Amen. And this week I'll be sharing with you on how to overcome fear. Also me, myself, coming from being a victim of fear myself. There are times I feared, you know. There are times I feared about my life, about my destiny. And by God's grace, as daily as we grow with the word of God, things have started changing. Most people fear what will happen about their lives in the next few days, about their future, about their marriage, about their children. God has a solution for us. And I believe, pray by the grace of God, all of us shall gain understanding. If you're there watching, why don't you share your page, invite your friend, invite your sister, your brother, your family, as we go through the word of God together. And we believe most of us shall be tremendously blessed for our change of story. Now, fear is something that most of us we talk about it. And most likely everyone says we have fear. Everyone has fear. But I've come to realize fear itself is a spirit. The book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7, I've read in the Amplified Version and the King James Version. But most of my teachings shall go through the King James Version. The Amplified Version says in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7, For God did not give us the spirit of timidity, of car or cowardice or fear god has not but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound judgment and personal discipline abilities that results in a calm well-balanced mind and self-control that's what god has given us king james version says for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind so King James Version says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. So fear itself in this context is a, is a spirit. <laughs> Amen. Just think about that. Fear is a spirit. Amen. And the prophet Version says, God did not give us the spirit of timidity, cowardice, or fear. So what does this turn to share us? Fear carries timidity and cowardice. I was growing, my confidence yes, has been built over time. But there are times I feared me standing before people because of how I felt about myself. It was just fear, you know. 
I could not do some things. I could not try some territories. I thought it's for specific people, in quotes, amen. But by time, by time, I've seen that God has helped us. So God has not given us that spirit of fear. And I pray this week as we talk about how to overcome fear, most of us shall change our levels. Some of us are supposed to be president somewhere. Some of us are supposed to be members of parliament somewhere. You know, some of us are supposed to be running a multi-billion company, but they fear. Some of us are supposed to have a studio. Some of us will have started that business a long time ago, but the fear has been there. And fear is a spirit, as we have seen. God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given. So, from the above scripture, we see that fear is a spirit. And number two, God does not give fear. So, when you have fear, it is not from God. Anything you fear, God did not put in you. Amen. God did not put in you at all. It is a spirit that the enemy puts in you. Hallelujah. So, now let us start. What is fear then? Someone said fear is false evidence appearing real. That's someone's definition. He said false evidence appearing real. Where fear of I will fail. It is an appearance that appears real but it's not real. But the dictionary defines it as an, as an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. So fear is an anticipation. You understand? Or awareness of danger. So it means when I'm walking in faith, there's something I'm aware about that makes me so. So danger, concern, or having reasons of alarm is not what God has given us. Amen? But God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. When the Bible talks about a sound mind, it means you are aware about your future. You are aware things will work. You are aware that when you start these things, you shall prosper. That's why I say, whatever things are good, whatever things are calmly, Whatever things are present, think on them because your mind must be aware. But how comes with all this word of God in our life, we still fear? How comes with all this word of God in our life, we still fear? The spies were talking about it apart from Joshua and Caleb. These men were around Moses. Amen. They were among the leadership. When God was separating, we used the father-in-law of Moses to look for leadership. He gave them charge of a thousands, the sum of a hundred, some of a ten. But what? This man, it means, were chosen from the 12th tribe as men full of character, full of the word of God. But the 10 fear. They say we saw giants and we, we are not we think we will be able to conquer the land. So fear is real. You may have the word of God, but fear is real. But we need to know how to overcome this fear. The way faith is so real, so fear is so real. Amen. And every time you don't have faith, just know you have fear. One of them must exist. The way light and darkness. Like now if you switch off the room, what happens? Darkness goes. <laughs> comes in. When you switch on the light, light comes. That's the same way. When faith is present, fear will be absent. When you realize you don't have faith, just know you have fear. <laughs> Amen. So we need to know how to overcome all those manner. So what is fear? So science says when we are born, we are only born with two fears. When a baby is born. I was reading about it in uh, some articles. And they're telling us when a baby is born, they're only born with two fears. Interestingly, the first fear is the fear of sound. That's why when you shout, a baby bumps. You understand what I'm about? And a fear of falling. <laughs> That's the only fear a child has. If you put even a child at the edge of the chair, they will be careful not to fall down because of fear. Those are the only two fears. Now, if we are born with only those fear, two fears, how comes when we grow up, we end up having many fears? Amen. Some of us have fear of cockroach. Amen. Some of us fear success. Some of us fear progress. If I move on, what will happen to me? 
Amen. Uh, some of us fear acceptance. If they accept me and they found my weakness, what will happen? And more. But I can tell you one thing. The fear you have was sowed in you. I came to realize anything I feared, it had an entrance in me. I allowed it one way or another, or someone sowed it in my life. Now, the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 25. My book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 25. The Bible says, but while man slept, the enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. So God knows you have the word of God. The enemy knows you have the word of God. But what thing that he does to you, he sows tears. He sows fears. That's why some people, when they wake up in the morning, hey, I had a nightmare. Oh, I fear this day will be a bad day. Who told you to be a bad day? The enemy sowed it. So any fear you have in you, it was sown. Most of us fear authority. But authority should not be a place where you fear. It's a place where you should respect. That's why some of us cannot tell our leaders the truth. We cannot support them with the truth. Because we feel like authority is a scary place. You understand what I'm talking about? Because you were told, if you talk to authority or look to someone authority in your eyes, you'll be beaten. Now, the fear grew in you. And we check most of the children, the fear of authority comes when they are young. Because maybe their parents scared them. You know? So this child grows with timidity. They grow with cowardice. You know what I'm talking about? And you see, the fear itself is sown. So, as I've told you, our children are only born with two fears. Number one, fear of loud noise and fear of what? Of falling. Why do we have many fears? Some of us even fear tomorrow. Some of us fear being married. <laughs> Some of us fear starting a relationship. Some of us fear starting a business. Because people said, I started my own business and failed. Now, who told you that you will fail? Now, with that fear itself, it makes you have a bad life. So no matter how much of the word of God you consume in you, you need to develop your faith level in that area that you fear. For example, let me use a hilarious example. If you fear cockroach, you need to develop yourself in the faith level for you to stop fearing cockroach and start having faith that cockroach cannot hurt you. Amen. A simple thing like that. If you have fear of snakes, uh, you need to develop your faith that you know how to handle them. Now, but how do you develop your faith? By knowledge. And how do you develop your fear? Also by knowledge. So you determine what you feed on most becomes a sounding trumpet in your life. Amen. So in the middle of the night, the enemy brings terror. You need to know that. During the day, he sends arrow to puncture your faith. By reason of that, it quenches the spirit of God in you. So the only tactics the enemy has is to quench the spirit of God in you by sending arrows during the day, by sending terror by night. Hence, making you question your faith in God, the integrity of his word, and his ability. The moment you start questioning God, you start questioning God's timing, it means you've really started to walk in fear. Look at Noah. Noah was told to build an, an ark, you know. Look at all those years. You want to tell me, oh, no, I never had a yacht of fear. Like, what will happen if I finish this ark and the rain does not come? No. Why? Because he had fed on the faith. And people around used to mock him. What is this guy building? Look at this old man. What is he doing? You see, when fear, when faith is allowed, fear does not sound itself. But when your fear is so loud, faith cannot be part and parcel of your life. That's why I say, quench not the spirit. Amen. The book of Psalms chapter 91 verse 5 says, Thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night. There are some people who cannot sleep in their own room by themselves. 
There are some people cannot sleep with electricity off. They can't at all. Fear. They can tell you, you're working with them at night, can, they can tell you, can you hear a tree moving? <laughs> fear of the night. Amen. And some people fear the hour of the day. They say, hey, something will happen. No, 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 no. That, that's what the enemy is doing. When the enemy sows fear by rumors of all manner of kinds, there's no way you can progress in life. Most of us have not started our own business because we have heard how people have failed. Now, it has put fear in you. Your case is different in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your portion is not their portion in the name of Jesus Christ. So do not fear. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. So it is possible to quench the spirit of faith. No matter how much of the word of God you have today, it is possible to quench that spirit of faith. You have heard a powerful sermon that you shall make it. You shall be head and not the tail. You shall prosper in the land of the living. You're going out is blessed. You're coming in is blessed. Anything you touch shall prosper. Ah, amen, amen. But you reach out there and say, hey, the prices have gone up. There are no customers. This business, there's no one who's selling. Who told you? Now, what are they sowing? They're sowing seeds of fear. We have not realized that every time we have conversations, if we are not careful, we'll be building on our fear more than our faith. And I've come to realize if you are not careful, you may spend your week building so much on fear. By the time Sunday comes, you receive the word of faith, it cannot do anything. That's why the Bible says meditate on the book of the Lord day and night. Why do you need to meditate? So that you can feed on your faith than your fear. And fear is everywhere. People will tell you, oh, there will be a blackout. When there is a blackout, what will happen? You will not be able to cook. You will not be able to see things. Your job will be stopped. You see all these things. There are seeds of fear. There are seeds of fear. So when thanksgiving departs from you, you start despising the word of God. I have come to conclude that when you are thankful, it means there's a presence of faith in you. People who are thankful believe God will do something. Check. How are you thankful in your family? How thankful are you concerning your family? How thankful are you to concerning your spouse? How thankful are you to concerning your job? How thankful are you concerning your what? Businesses. Where you're not thankful, it means the fear is there. When you can't thank God about your spouse, it means you fear your relationship is not going the right way. But when you are grateful to God concerning those things, it means you have faith. Things are working well for you. Amen. If you're not thankful concerning your job, it means you fear you will lose your job or you fear your job will not keep you. You fear something about your job, one way or another. But when you are thankful concerning your job, it means you have faith that things will work well for you. So thanksgiving is an evidence of faith. When you are not thankful, it means fear is in that line. Amen. And they say, which is prophecy to us, then fear will get hold of you. When also you despise prophecy, which prophecy? Prophecy of the word of God. When you reach a place in your life, you forget what the word of God is saying concerning your life. It means fear has crept in already. It has just crept in. You just forgot that God shall supply. God will protect you. God will guide you. God will establish you. You shall not die young. You shall not lack a mate. When you know those things, when you can remember all those things, it means your faith is alive. But the day you forget it, ah, it means fear has crept in already. Ask yourself in your life, what is it that you have forgotten that God will do for you? That's an indication that you need to develop your faith in that area. 
Have you forgotten that God will take care of you? Have you forgotten God will open doors for you? Have you forgotten God will send men to favor you? Have you forgotten that God will supply all your needs? Have you forgotten that God has good intentions for you? If you forget all those things, it means there's fear that has crept in in your life. So one thing do you need to understand? That God's prophecy concerning our life is something we should never forget. When we know God's prophecy concerning our life, fear will not be part and parcel of our lives. So get hold of you. Amen. So when problems and troubles seem to get hold of you and you don't know what to do, you have challenges in your life that there's no glare of hope or things seem to delay and not come through without any cause, what you need to do is fire up your faith. Fire up what? Your faith. I've reached a scenario in my life sometimes, ah, I don't know what to about tomorrow. I will plan around a round of things and I realize, why am I spending my time doing all these things? What I need to do is to fire up my faith. And how do I fire up my faith? I look points of thanksgiving concerning the things I'm believing God for. And I can show you that by evidence. Burst in thanksgiving. If you want to fire up your faith and cast off fear on that thing, burst in thanksgiving. Amen? Burst in what? Thanksgiving. Start appreciating God concerning that matter you think is very hard. The book of Acts chapter 16, verse 22 to 25. This is a typical example. These two men were caged. They were supposed to be killed. Amen. They were flogged. But they realized our only solution out of this one is to burst in thanksgiving. What you fear most, thank God for it. That fear will go in that area. I've come to realize anything I fear, if I start giving God thanks on it, that fear goes. And it's true. Fear of the unknown is always there. Amen. You, they, they, you don't know what you'll do about tomorrow. You don't know how it is. You have everything fixed, but you find, I there's something here that's not winding up. And start thinking, where will I get this solution? Where will I get this thing? Or maybe people are delaying you. Start giving all thanks. When you burst in thanksgiving, you fire up your faith in that area. Look at the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 22, 25. The Bible says, The multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes, and commanded to beat them. Amen. <laughs> and when they had delayed many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, what happened? Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Wow. Imagine, these guys were beaten. They were not only jailed. They were put into the inner prison. Amen. What happens also, apart from that, their feet were kept fast on stocks. They were even caged inside the cage. Now, they, they, they will have feared for their lives. They will have feared by one thing they did. They prayed and gave thanks. Praising God. When you have fear on a particular area, praise God in that area. That fear will go. That fear of miscarriage, start thanking God. You shall not miscarry in the name of Jesus Christ. That fear of your health, start thanking God. Your health will remain intact. Amen? Stop fearing. And when we fear, we miss God. We miss God 100%. So whenever you start fearing about your children, how will my children follow God? Will my children remain the same? No. Start, fear, start giving God thanks. Fire up your faith by praising God. Just fire up your faith. Giving praise. These men were beaten. Imagine. 
They were put inside cell and into the inner cell. And their letters and Paul and Silas are singing. Now, the first way to conquer fear, fire up your faith by what? By thanksgiving. By thanksgiving. I Lord, I worship you. I give you all that glory. I celebrate you. Yes, I may not know how things will fall out, but I have an assurance in your word. Amen. Give him praise. Start thanking him. Start thank That's why thanksgiving is a powerful force. Praise is a powerful force. Look at this scenario. And I usually try to use it, you know, most of the time. Is when things look tough when you're talking to someone, start complimenting them. It no matter how mad they are, they will start loosening up. Amen. Say, so, so, my friend, thank you. I'm so sorry, but I love your shirt or I love your look. Today you look nice. Even if that anger was there, what happens? It turns to be love. What happened? The power of thanksgiving. When presence are available, fear is turned to faith. Amen. Start singing melodies. That's what the Bible says. Speak to yourself in hymns and spiritual songs. Why? You need to do it to cast away fear. Because I've told you, fear is a spirit. It's a spirit by itself. But God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, love, and of power. Amen. Number two, what happens when you start realizing you're having fear? Start meditating on the prophecies of God. Meditating on the prophecies of God. What has God said concerning your life in that particular area? That's why I've tried in my life to have a scripture for everything that surrounds me. It's good to hear a sermon, but sometimes it's good to preach yourself. Most of us, we are the own mountain of ourselves. Amen. The first mountain you need to address in your life is you. Address yourself as more often as possible. You understand? Separate thyself and meditate on the prophecy of God. Try to do it. If you are able to address yourself, if you are able to handle yourself, you'll be able to handle everything. Most of us want to speak to things. I want people to speak to us, but we never get time to speak to ourselves. When you are able to speak to yourself, that's why meditation comes to place. You cannot meditate by talking to someone else. You can only meditate by talking to yourself. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of the mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. You understand? Then what? Thou shalt give good success, and I shall make your ways prosperous. Now, success. So, if you meditate and speak to yourself, that mountain in you that looks that is impossible, this cannot happen, will go. Amen. And we should form an attitude of speaking to ourselves, meditating on the prophecy of the written word of God. When fear comes, meditate on the prophecy. What word do you have concerning that thing you have? Do you have fear about your children, your children's security, their stage in age? Do not fear such things. Amen. Do you have fear about your career, fear about your business, concerning your ministry, concerning your relationships? Don't fear. Have a word. Don't say, I am too old, no one can marry me. No, the Bible says, thou shalt not lack a mate. So your mate is there. What you need to have is a scripture. And meditate upon that thing until it becomes part and parcel of you. And I'll show you, the only way the enemy can beat us is by his making sure we meditate on the wrong thing. Like now this COVID-19 is going on. Everyone is unable to think that things will work out. But I believe with everything will work out for us. Amen. The question is, what are you meditating on on this part of scenario? This time, there's a lockdown. Economies are changing. What is your meditation? Meditate that God will make a way. Amen. A thousand shall rise by your side. Ten thousand. But God will still give you a way. Amen. God will give you a way. It's not the end of the matter. Stop fearing. Meditate on the prophecy of the word of God that is written. The book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. 
we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Amen. We have what? A more sure word of what? Prophecy. Where unto you do well that we take heed as unto the light that shineth into the dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. So light will arise in you when you have the sure word of prophecy. Amen. What word of prophecy do you have concerning that matter? Do you think your business is to come over? No, it's not yet over. Amen. God will give you a wisdom that your enemies will not be able to gain. Say, Hallelujah. So get a word. Meditate on that word of prophecy. You will be able to conquer the fear. Fear all those two things. That's the most powerful things I use. Number one, giving God thanks on that particular matter. Lord, I thank you. I will start giving God praise. I'll start sharing testimony. Sometimes I read testimonies in my mind. I write it down. I read it. Oh, God, I remember God did this for someone. What am I doing? I am giving God thanksgiving because he's well able. I said, and they overcame me by the, word of the, by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their what? Testimonies. When you overcome the enemy by the words of your testimonies, testimonies are a form of thanksgiving, giving God praise. Number two, meditate on the sure prophecy of the written word of God. Meditate on that word of God. Stop fearing that your children will not be educated. Stop fearing that you shall not prosper. Stop fearing that whatever is happening now shall change your economical life, your life status. No, stop fearing that. Just get a word. Amen. And meditate. And I've told you one, one form of meditation is for what? For speaking to yourself. Speak to yourself. Start saying, I'll prosper. I will make it. Things will work for me. I shall not fear. I shall prosper in the land of the living. There are opportunities for me. Men shall favor me. I shall not be barren. I shall not lack a mate. I shall never be missed. You understand? I shall not suffer miscarriages. What are you doing? You are speaking to yourself. When you speak to yourself, you reverse every testimony the enemy has been whispering in your ears. Amen. Because I've told you fear is something that is sown. And I showed you the book of Mark chapter 13. When men slept, the enemy came and saw it. So how does fear come? Now, I've already talked about that. So we need to know to go to death. How does fear come? We need to understand how fear comes. And I think for you, any way to treat something is by knowing the root cause. Amen. How does fear come? Why did I say fear come? Because faith also comes. Amen. The Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. The same thing, fear comes by hearing and hearing. I've told you, based on statistics, they are saying that when a child is born, they only fear two things. Falling and loud noise. How comes we fear all these other amount of things? Some of us fear spiders. When you see it, we jump. <laughs> it's because someone told you spiders are very poisonous. When they bite you, there's no cure. Something like that. You know? Now, when that fear grew in you, now you cannot even respond. That's why some of us fear that if I don't have a job, I will not make it. Who said so? The making of a human being is not dependent on people. It's dependent on you. Did you understand? The making of a human being is not dependent on people. It's dependent on you. I, a few years ago, before I resigned from where I was working, you know, and my boss asked me, where am I going? I told him I'm going outside. I, 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 okay, I did the job. I, I was good at it. But one thing I realized, if I keep up at this pace, I will never go anywhere. But see, now, I told my, my parents I'm leaving the job and everything. The question is, what are you going to do? <laughs> Man. But I said, now, I cannot fear what will happen. What I should be having faith is what will happen. You understand what I'm about? It's better have faith on what will happen than fear what will happen. You understand what I'm about? Because I have come to conclude those two things. Faith will either come or fear will come in every scenario in your life. 
Some of us are getting married with fear. We shall not have children. That is not of God. When I go married to my wife, I told her, we will never pray for children. Why? Because it's not a subject of prayer point. Because God is the giver of the fruit of the womb. Why should I fear? I should have faith. So where you are seated, you should check which one is coming more. Is fear coming in your life or is faith coming in your life? Where you are sitting right now, what has been coming more? In this time of COVID-19, in this time of lockdown, in this time when the economies are starting to resume, what is your fear? Now, challenge that fear by bringing faith in that area. Because one of them must come. One of them must come. There's no life that you live without one of them. Amen? There's no life. Now, people know accidents kill, but people are still speeding. Those people who are speeding, they will not tell you about that moment they are fearing the accident. They will tell you how they are enjoying the speed. <laughs> because they have faith in their car, maybe. They know maybe they are the car's new brakes, new shocks, new headlights. You understand what you You know, you see, one way or another in your life, faith is either coming or fear is coming. So while you are sitting down, what has been coming concerning that area? You are saying you will start your business. What has hindered you from starting it? What has hindered you? It's not capital. Is either one of them? Is either fear or faith? And if faith has come, you will have started by long time ago. Amen. That's why I have a principle because I understand what the Bible says. Now faith is. Faith is now. So I believe in everything. Do it now. Because faith is now. Anything procrastinated gives room for fear. Everything procrastinated gives room for what? For fear. It's as simple as that. You say you want to swim. And you say, I will swim. One day I will swim. What happens? You will never swim. <laughs> but you say, now I'm standing in the pool. I say, I will swim. And you jump in. Now it's an exercise of faith. By the time you come out, you will realize you have ability to float. Amen. That is it. Faith is now. But fear it is a, is a, is a, receives its open door when we procrastinate. Every time you have a long conversation on a matter, fear will come in. Look at how Eve was tricked. The enemy engaged him in a conversation. When the enemy engages in a conversation, you will start thinking the ups and downs, the merits and demerits, the advantages and disadvantages. And shockingly, if you have ever realized, bad things magnify themselves more than good things. Bad things magnify themselves more than good things. So stop fearing. Fear comes the way faith comes. Now, if faith and fear comes, what are the first three passages that they come through? Number one, fear and faith comes through your eyes. What I call it? Exposure. When you're exposed, it influences how your faith will be and how your fear will be. People who come from the village, I believe, those children who have never seen a trailer or a train, and they see a trailer, what will happen? They will run away. Why? Because they have never seen such a thing. Why? Because they have not been exposed. And as they continue living in the city, what happens? They gain faith that this thing cannot hurt them. Am I saying the truth? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So faith and fear come in whatever you see or exposure. In this time, what have you been exposing yourself to? What you expose to yourself to influences your faith and your fear. Because I've told you, one of them must be coming at every given time. Either faith is coming through or fear. So, every time you want to know 
look at your exposure. What have you been exposing yourself? If you expose yourself to possibilities in conversations of people who have made it, in conversation that is possible, you will never fear in that area. Amen. I believe testimonies are good, but also we should be knowing how to receive testimonies. The working part of the testimonies. Amen. And it's not God's portion for you to stay in marriage for around seven years not having a child. It is not God's portion. I can tell you the truth. But most of us, it's not that God refused to answer us. It's because we have been having that fear even before we got married. What happens if I suffer delay? Who told you you will suffer delay? Now, what happened is exposure. Exposure to that there is delay. It is possible to suffer delay. No. What have you been exposing yourself concerning finances? Concerning health? Concerning whatever it is you have been believing God for? So how you have exposed yourself is influencing what? Your fear or your faith. Number two, how does fear or faith come? By your ears. What have you been listening to? That's why you need to pass on the What have you been listening to? If you're always in the news, they tell you 10,000 people have died out of COVID-19. <laughs> what about those people who have recovered? Have you seen how the enemy is feeding? The enemy is feeding most of us with fear, than even than faith. Have you had 80 cases? We had a thousand and something. Oh my, lockdown is coming. Will business really resume? Now, who told you to so? When you feed on that fear, it means all of us, we are agreeing that should be the moment. And you see how you agree in faith and you have results. The same way when people agree in fear, that's what you get as a result. Because all of them are still a spirit. All of them are still spirits. So in your house, what kind of faith do you have around it? What have you been listening to with your children, your wife, with your people in your house? What have you been listening to? It invests on your fear and your faith. So fear comes, faith also comes. Number three, by your mind. Faith will come by your mind or fear will come through your mind. What do I mean by mind? By imaginations of your heart. Now because I love them, you start imagining how your business will not prosper. How things will not work. Aish. It means you've already entertained fear. It is possible for things to work for you in that scenario. Amen. And they say whatever they imagine to do. And they made the Tower of Babel. They imagined. These guys didn't know God. Hallelujah. The scripture does not talk about anyone they know in God. They just talk about their force of argument. They, imagined, they intended to build a tower that would reach heaven. Imagination. So what happened? There's faith to do was there. Faith to do. Imagination. What did your mind conceive you to do? There's this story about Peter and Jesus. And I always look at it also in my personal life. And Jesus was walking on the water. And Peter and the other disciples on the boat. And Peter said, are you Jesus? And Jesus said, yeah, I am. I am paraphrasing. And Jesus, Peter said, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come forth. Why did Peter tell Jesus to come? To tell him to come? Because Jesus, Paul, Peter had seen on over the life of We've been being with Jesus that the word of God never fails. That's why he said, bid me to come. And he told him, come forth. And Peter responded on the word, on the platform of imagination that there's no way in my mind I've seen the word of God fail. It had nothing to see or hear. It had to do with his heart and his mind concerning the word of God, concerning Jesus. And when he went, what happened? The waves beat up. 
And another imagination came. Common sense that you can see if you're walking on water. <laughs> and Jesus said, why is your faith failing? Why do you fear? So the fear in your life is a result of your imagination. Why do you imagine your business will never pick up? Why do you imagine you shall never have peace in your family? Why do you imagine things will not prosper? Why do you imagine things will not work? Why don't you imagine the other way? Start imagining things will work for you. Amen. Start imagining things will work for you. You will prosper. Your business will grow. Your family will succeed. Amen. Those are the kinds of imaginations we need to start having. These are the three ways fear and faith will ever come in your life. Number one, I said by your eyes, exposure. What do you expose yourself to? Number two, by hearing. Don't be in too much WhatsApp group that don't even talk about what is happening. No progress. Some WhatsApp group are killing our faith instead of building our faith. The truth be told. Because the only thing they talk about there is trouble. Have you heard? Hey, Kwakinanani, somewhere there happened. Have you heard? Have you heard? We are not talking faith at all. And the last one, by imagination. So, what fear does, it kills, but faith brings life. You need to know that. Why some people are sad, they can't even smile, is because they fear. Amen? Fear dries the bones, but faith does good and medicine. When you have faith, you shall be healed. When you have faith, you shall recover. Amen? Fear breaks one spirit, but faith makes one merry. Amen. When you have faith, you just have a merry heart that God will do it. Amen. The book of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. The Bible says, A merry heart doeth good than medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. So fear does what? Fear kills, but faith brings life. Fear dries the bone, but faith does good than medicine. Fear breaks one spirit, but faith makes one merry. Which one will you prefer to come in your life? Faith or fear? And I've told you, it's like light and darkness. Light is faith. Darkness is fear. Every time you switch off something, like now, if there was not even electricity, night will still come, day will come. Is how God ordained it. So you need to choose which face you want to see in your life. Do you want to walk in fear or faith? And you need to realize all these two come. When one is not being coming, if faith is not coming, fear is coming. If fear is not coming, then faith is coming. Amen. Now, one thing the enemy is after is to steal, to kill, and destroy. You need to know that. That's why God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has given us faith. That's why the Bible says he has given us all of us a measure of faith. <laughs> Amen? And say, the enemy is after to steal, to kill, and destroy. And the enemy cannot do that without putting fear. Anything you have lost, I'm telling the truth, anything you have destroyed, it's because you feared. We just feared. We, we just feared. We don't know why. We just walked out. Some of us have walked out of relationships that were working, but because of fear, what happens if I get married and it becomes abusive? Who told you you will become abusive? Fear. Amen. But you need to realize all this fear and faith is invested on knowledge. Knowledge is the father and the mother of all these two. Because fear it comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And fear comes by hearing and hearing in terms of carnality. Amen. And he says not. John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and destroy. 
I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Amen. So, what was stolen in your life? Look, if you are now, you are living, you are married, and you are not talking to your wife, what made it to happen so that you are not talking now? Because, you know, if I talk to her, she is not correctable. She will answer me back. That is fear. Who told you she not be correct? She will just listen. Yeah? Stop fearing to communicate. Amen. What have you lost in your life? What has been destroyed? What has been killed? All those are root cause and are funded by fear. Fear funds them. And I know if you know how to tame your fear, things will never tame you. I'm not understanding the truth. And that's fear. And that's the enemy. He sows it. He brings it. Amen. So Job chapter 3 verse 25. Look at this powerful scripture. Job says, For this thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. The same way, what you truly believe is what will come to you. Now, faith moves mountains. Fear moves also another mountain. Amen. Faith will give you results. Also fear will give you results, depending on how you are seated. Job is talking about the one thing that he greatly feared. Look, the agreement with God and the devil was this thing, that you will not touch Job's life. But one thing the enemy knew for me to reach this man who has chewed evil is to plant fear in him. And in chapter 3, he made sure Job was fearing for his family, fearing for his children, fearing for everything. And he lost everything that he feared. So what you lose is not because God wants you to lose it. It's because we have sown and fed our fear so much that we end up losing it. You will not lose your job in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not lose your family in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you, you shall not fear concerning your destiny, concerning your children's life, concerning your relationship, concerning your businesses in the name of Jesus Christ. So one, the thing that I feared most is come upon me. Like now, what we are having right now going around the world, most of us are working in fear. And we are the more we are working in fear, we are changing the territorial antenna. We are changing, affecting the spiritual life. We are affecting the spiritual environment. Because most of us are sowing more on fear instead of faith. Imagine if all of us start believing God that there will be a change of story. Imagine what will happen. Imagine if the news they'll be reporting about how people have recovered more than how people are affected and decided. Imagine the mind frame of people will happen. People will be more positive. And when you are positive, your body will be able to accept healing. Do you know that? Because your body will have received faith. Nothing dies with people who have faith in them. But because the media is the what the enemy is using to influence, what is trending, what is it? You know what about? That's why people are now subjecting themselves to the ways of the world. We are forgetting that God is our healer. God is the one who can restore. God is the one who can bring balance. These plagues we are talking about that have been there from a long time ago. Leprosy was a plague in the Old Testament. But God contained it. Is it true? This is not the first time we are hearing these things. But what is gripping the world? Fear. When that thing they fear so much is what is coming to them. Some of us are afflicted and sick naturally because of fear. Or just fear. I have high blood pressure. My sugar is high. Uh, I have ulcers. Why? If you check very well, it's just fear that has brought that thing. 
You know, if you talk to me, my heart just beats. I want to fear. So fear has become, so Job says, which I greatly fear has come upon me, and which I was afraid of is unto me. Now, fear comes. Therefore, how does fear come? So I will show you two ways. I think I'll take only the first way. The second way, we'll take it tomorrow by the grace of God. Number one, how does fear come? Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 11. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 11. So today we are just doing introductions for us to be able to catch up with the flow. So we may understand fear is not of God. We are the one who allow it. So that's why fear not, be still and know that I'm God. When God is telling you be still and know that I'm God, he's telling you speak to yourself. That he will not fail. Amen. That he will come through for you. Your situation shall be great. Your situation shall change for your good. Be still. You so when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of God shall lift up a standard. You see, the enemy will come all the time. We will try to sort it, but the Spirit of God shall lift up a standard. But you see, you must have that ability to know how to speak to yourself. Number one, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 11. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field, which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, He had God said, Ye shall not eat of the, every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, why we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth not know the day ye eat thereof. Then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant for the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the food thereof and did it, and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat it, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God, the Lord God amongst the trees and they of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. You see that? Because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee? <laughs> well, is it true? Thou was naked. You want to tell me God never knew? God knew. But the problem here is that fear broke the ranks. I said, Who told you? I say, as thou eaten of the tree, wherefore I commanded thee that thou should not eat. And the man said, The woman thou hast given me, has given to be with me, she gave to me the tree, and I did eat it. Look at that scripture. Now, they know very well they are not supposed to eat of it. Now, because it looked good and they ate. I've just been asking myself some questions. What if Adam did the opposite? So, the first thing with the enemy will do. Amen. The enemy will always do. And the enemy did to make Adam afraid. He introduced condemnation. The moment you condemn yourself, and the reason this is like this, you will always walk in fear. Stop condemning yourself. It's not by your power you achieve. If you try, you fail. You have just discovered another way of not doing something. That's all. Amen. That's all. It's just that you, have, you will not try again. No. You try again. But most people try, fail, they never move again because they fear. Say, last time I tried, hey, I fear it will happen again. 
Who told you? When you condemn yourself, you give room to fear. That's why God has not given us the spirit of fear. You understand? And he said there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So when you condemn yourself, you give room to fear. Adam thought God will be mad and not forgive him. So he better run away from it. Adam condemned himself before even God asked him anything. Even God asked him, who told you? Imagine God gives you that room. But what happens when fear stands in the middle? It takes away us away from God. It takes us away from the masses of God. It takes us away from the hand of God. Verse 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among us the trees of the garden. And the Lord called, God called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? Why do you hide yourself? Why do you run away? Because of condemnation. When you condemn yourself, automatically you walk in fear. That's why some people have not started their business or told the person they love the truth or not able to do public speaking or more. Why? Because they say, my English is not good. People will not love me. Who said so? People will not buy my products. Who said so? Amen. What they prefer is to run away from the truth of what they feel or know. Every time you run away from something, you are condemning yourself. When you are running away from a conversation, why are you running away from that conversation? That is fear. You know very well you want to tell something about something, but you are condemning yourself. What if he does this? Who told you will do it? I always say, let me not come to a conclusion before I express myself. Let me express myself first. From the feedback, then you will let me come with a conclusion. Amen. Don't come to a conclusion for yourself without even. When imagine if God had come and asked Adam, where are you? And Adam can say, here I am God. I am naked. I think God would have laughed. Is it true? And he said, now Adam, let me clothe you. Amen. But he took responsibility. Why? Because he condemned himself. Stop hiding. Stop running. If you do so, you will run away from your opportunities, the masses, and more. Amen. Imagine if Adam stood unwillingly and willing to tell God what happened before he asked. Imagine what would have happened. Imagine Adam will choose not to fear because God has been visiting Adam every day at the cool of the day and say, God, I want to talk to you. Please come over. And God can say, Father, I ate of that fruit that you told me not to eat. Have mercy on me. Do you imagine? We will not be in this scenario right now. But because Adam fear, that's what has happened. What will you be the case be? So God used to hang out with Adam every day. So stop condemning yourself. Just stand up and say the truth. Condemnation is an evidence of fear and hinders progress. Most of our parents have handled us because of their fear, how they have treated us. And if you are not careful, if you don't address your fear, also it's the same way you handle your children. Because you'll be condemning yourself and condemning your children. Because of who you are, you think your children are saying the same thing. No! Don't do that. Condemnation brings fear. Every time when you think you're not enough, you will never be enough even to who you marry. Even you will not be enough to your children. Because you are condemning yourself. That is fear. 
Who told you you're not enough? The giftings and callings of God are without repentance. Whatever God has wired you and how he has wired you is for your own capacity and for your own change of story. So stop condemnation. So for fear to come, the enemy introduces condemnation. First of all, it'll make you belittle yourself. Make yourself your less. Number two, the enemy made Adam feel God will punish him. One way fear comes is through a feeling. Amen. And, and the man said, the woman that was given me to be with me, she gave me the tree and I did eat of it. Just imagine that. When you fear, you blame people. Why are you not prospering? Because of the economy. Because of the government of the day. Because of my husband. Because of my wife. It's because where I was born. No! Your success is a result of your fear. <laughs> it has nothing to do where you're coming from. At all. You fear to start. It's not the economy. <laughs> because some people have started and they have done it. You just fear. So fear makes one to be easy to blame another and feel the wrath when there is no wrath. Adam blamed Eve very quickly. But who was the head? Adam was the head. Why are you blaming your junior? Amen? Marriages have been broken. Relationships short-lived. Business deals cancelled because of the feeling of wrath and punishment. That is why some couples are not telling each other the truth. Because you feel if I tell my partner the truth, things will go. Now, if you keep on hiding the truth, you will keep on walking in fear that marriage that the day will catch you, they will leave you. Why don't you say the truth? Stop feeling fear. If Stop feeling it. Amen. Businesses are not growing due to feeling of rejection of your idea or desires. Some people feel like if I said this idea or I tell my partner, it, they will not surface. Who told you your idea is weak? Just say it. You do not need to be the brightest in the room. I always consider the most intelligent person in the room is the one who can hear more. Not the one who can speak more. The one who can hear more. And that's a replica of intelligence. What do you listen to? Amen. Relationships have been have short-lived due to the feeling of judgment from your friend, family, you name it. A young boy coming from a low-income family as a nice girl, beautiful, but he fears he reject him. But the girl is just waiting for him to say, can I take you out? Even if you take me in that place, I'll buy you tea for 10 shillings or mandazi for 5 shillings, I'll be okay. But that boy fears, and that is his own opportunity to success. <laughs> Fear of rejection. So he feels that he will not be acceptable. <laughs> Amen. He don't feel not acceptable. So imagine if Adam stood up and take responsibility of his wife and said the truth. What will have not, we will not have needed Jesus to come and die for the bride, the church. Because Adam will have done it. Amen. Adam will have died for Eve already. Amen. Jesus will not have come again to die for the church. And Jesus, no matter what he felt, he stood for it. So John 8, 32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Number one, I've said the enemy brings fear through condemnation. Number two, through feelings. Stop feeling like no one will accept you. Stop feeling that if you say the truth, someone will leave you. Stop feeling that, no, just say it. When you feel something, 
fear might be very close to you. The difference of faith and fear, faith knows, fear feels. Amen. Faith knows. Faith is knowing. And Abraham did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb because he knew in his heart that Sarah would conceive. Amen. But fear feels. What if? If I tell her. What if? If I do this. What if? Stop feeling that it will not prosper. Stop feeling that things will not work. Amen. Start believing. And lastly, he gave Adam ideas to fix things. Amen. And I think maybe we can pick up from there from tomorrow because I've just seen time as far left. But I think you understand for me. So tomorrow we shall continue on looking at how the enemy brings fear. So I pray for you. May you conquer your fears in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to whatever you're listening from, I say, Father, help me to allow faith to come to me and remove every fear in my system in the name of Jesus Christ. Why don't you lift up your voice and pray that prayer in the name of Jesus Christ? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. I reject every manner of fear in me. I accept faith, Lord. From today, Lord, I shall not walk in the, with condemnation in my mind. I shall not feel otherwise, Lord. I shall know, Lord, that you have good intentions for me. I shall not feel my circumstances. I shall know the way you are for me in my circumstances. La buse keteribayatos. Ecrobara galadosia. Den protuse katariato son compara. Len protosoko payadaza. Lord, for I have seen in your word, the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, you have not given us the spirit of fear. Lord God, but of a sound mind, peace and love, Lord. I reject every fear in me. Fear of the unknown. Fear for my family. Fear for my business. Fear for my job. Fear for my children. Fear for my body. I reject it. And I receive faith, Lord. I believe, Lord, that things will turn around for my good. Lord, I celebrate you and I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, you are praying. Amen. I believe you have been blessed so far. And I'll see you tomorrow from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock again as we continue with this series. And I believe, sorry, I believe by Thursday, all of us shall have a different mentality. That fear is not of God, it's of the enemy. But he just uses ways. And I pray as you sleep tomorrow morning, you wake up with faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Any fear around you, I cast it out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. May you receive faith and life in your system. God bless you. I love you. Jesus Christ is Lord. See you tomorrow morning for our prayers from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And tomorrow night from 10 to 11 as we continue with our series on how to overcome fear. Jesus Christ is Lord. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. In Jesus' name. Amen.